Hello, and welcome to episode 84 of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. Uh, this week we have two segments for you, and then a bonus segment at the end of the show. Uh, kicking things off, myself, Mike, and Patrick talk about the recent Rayman Legends Challenges app that just released for free on the eShop last week. After that, myself, Zach, and Neil break down Injustice, Gods Among Us, the DC Fighter. And then after the outro, we have a bonus segment all about the NHL playoffs. I know, don't get too excited. Uh, with myself, JP, and special guest, Donald Terrio. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the segment of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. Uh, today, I'm with Mike Sklens. Heyo. And Patrick Barnett. No longer the high score king, unfortunately. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> And uh, we're talking about the Rayman Legends Challenges app. I, I want to add like an echo effect. To Challenges the app. app. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. To make the name sound slightly less stupid, but it is wonderfully fun. But an awful name. I hate that app is in the name. I don't want yeah. apps like associated. Why can't it with... just be Rayman Legends Challenges? That's all it needs. Yeah. Perfect. Beautiful. Printed. Preview challenge or. Um, why does app? It, th- there's nothing app about this, but okay. No, they just called Olive Branch to try to make you not angry about the delay of the real game. Um, <laughs> that would be an appropriate title. So yeah, Rayman Legends was uh, infamously delayed uh, back in February till August and now September uh, to coincide with the releases of the 360 and PS3 version. And about a week after the uh, sort of. Uh, fallout from all of that and people like vowing to not buy the game now at all and just a lot of anger. They're like, well, we'll give you a free download for just Wii U. Um, and at the time I was like, well, that's kind of stupid. We already have the demo, but having played it, yeah, it's actually pretty cool. Um, yeah, it, it makes it like much easier, I think. It definitely, especially if they keep supporting it and if like the levels keep being somewhat different. I imagine different every, they will support it up until the release of the game at the very least. Yeah, and I wonder too if this was supposed to be like a feature in the regular game, and they just pulled it out. Um, or maybe it'll it's... be in there anyway. Maybe it'll right. stay in there. That'd be great. It's a, you know they're saying this is a Wii U only thing, but like, are they, is that going to be like an asterisk? And it's going to be like, well, it's a Wii U download only, but it's concluded in the full version of the 360 and PS3 game. I mean, why put all the work in and not release it on the others? I, I don't. If it is in the full I... version, do you think there's going to be an easy way to transfer over your uh, data? That you collect up. Yeah, and... I'm sure. I'm sure. Don't worry. All your trophies will be safe. <laughs> all your all, your awesomeness will be preserved, Patrick. I, I got a platinum <laughs> yeah. the other day, and I was so happy. <laughs> oh wow! I've never gotten a. Platinum. Is that above that's or awesome. below diamond? I heard there's. Or diamond maybe it's also. diamond. Diamond. That's what I mean. Then. Whatever Sorry. it is. Okay. Oh, okay. That's cool. Okay, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about the app. So first of all, uh, we'll just get out of the way. It does include the three demo levels that were uh, in the the demo that came out Which earlier is great. this year. Castle right. Rock, so very much fun. It's still so great. I know they just released a new trailer today for um, uh, uh, Eye of the Tiger yeah. is also in the oh, game. Oh shit! Yeah, that uh, one had like but, a weird yeah. uh, mariachi vibe to it, which was <laughs> it I did. Watch that. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta check it out. Um, so anyway, if you have the demo, or I guess if you haven't played it yet, that demo is now obsolete. Like, just download this if all you want to do is check out the single player and don't want to compete because it's all here. Um, and then in conjunction with that, you have the challenges where either every week there's a new challenge and every day there's a new challenge. Um, that kind of range from get to the end of the level as quick as possible, collect a certain number of looms as fast as possible, or just survive as long as you can, which are my favorite, I think. Um, just because they, they can go on so much longer. These really short ones are great, but it, it's just like it's over so quickly. Um, and it feels like there's only so good you can do. Like you're only going to get 
down to a certain amount of time. When it's like get as far as you can, you feel like you can keep getting. Yeah, further you can always further. add more and more to that. And when you're when you're trying to shave your time down, you hit a lot of diminishing returns. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, oh, I'm a tenth of a second faster than last time, but it doesn't feel any better, really. <laughs> right, exactly. And you're always going to the same point. You never see anything new. It's all just about trying to, like, see know, less, that perfect less. run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> very, very good. Um, and then, yeah, and then there's leaderboards, worldwide leaderboards, as well as, um, you know, your local friend leaderboards, which are where I think all the action is, because I don't care about Yeah, friend leaderboard is, is awesome. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, you just compete, and then you get your score. You look to see where Patrick's score is, and then you keep going until you And then you it. cry. <laughs> see, no, Scott keeps it's... going until he beats it. I just sit there and look at it, and just I just I give up. I'm just like, well, I mean, I can sit here for a day, and by the time the challenge expires, I don't think I'll be halfway as far as Patrick and Scott are. <laughs> I guess, I guess yeah, we should gotten... say for the record that what, the app's been out six or seven days now, I think. Scott has beaten Well, me. Isn't it six or seven days? It came out on Thursday. What's today? Wednesday? So yeah, about seven okay. days. Well, more than seven by the time you hear it. I think but, yeah. you've beaten me all but one of those days for the daily challenge. Wow. I've only played the last three days, so... Have you? I, I missed Saturdays. I didn't play at all. Um, and then you did go back and... Well, you beat me in the weekly challenge. And then I think you did beat me on one more daily one. You yeah. went back and did it. So. I remember the one day you uh, posted a picture on Twitter, and I promptly went and beat your score... <laughs> Go go to bed feeling all happy. Wake up and see you sent me another picture. <laughs> Beating it, yeah. yeah like was... I said, I, I have it a little bit easier than you because you are an hour. You know, you're in the Eastern Time Zone. I'm Central. Um, so yeah, usually you're in bed, whereas like I might still be trying to play before bed. Um, so well, I, get I was a little... playing it in bed the other night on the gamepad. Oh, there you awesome go. Fun. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Um, and I want to ask you guys, what, one cool feature, too, is you can actually play, in most of these anyway, um, cooperatively, which is really cool. Do, have you, either of you tried to do that, or you we, do it with I haven't, and Patrick said yeah, to me earlier. I didn't. Yet. Yet. So we all, you'll have to tell us about it. Well, it's pretty cool. I mean, there's like, I don't know, there's pros and cons both ways, because with the computer, like, like let's, for example, say the ones where you just have to get as far as you can before dying. Um, you know, the computer is, like, perfect. She's never going to, like, miss a jump, um, or... You know, like not not land something, and it's always exactly the same each time. Um, but that given, like the the computer won't it doesn't run. It seems like, right? Yeah, it well, and run. the computer the computer seems to like not try to help you out. So like if you don't move a platform far enough, the computer won't like float jump to try to like make the jump. She's just gonna always jump and land in the same spot. And if you're not there, then she just dies. Even though she could make it the whole way if she tried. Um, whereas when you play with your, you know, like a human counterpart, you guys can kind of talk and you could say, oh, fuck, didn't move it. And then they'll be like, okay. And they'll sort of on the fly adjust and make jumps that the computer wouldn't make. But on the flip side, like there's always now that room for human error where it's like the human, you know, your partner just sort of loses momentum and then doesn't make a pretty routine jump that the computer is going to make every single time, you know, or runs into a spike that the computer is never going to hit. Um, so there's catches both ways, but I'm having a lot of fun. Um, Tammy and I have, you know, played together every night and have just and made that's, our vendetta that's to be And that's in the weekly Patrick. challenge where one of you is Murphy and messing with the level? Yeah, and the daily one. Oh, the, the daily, daily one, one where you too? can be, okay. yeah, where, where you can be Murphy. The only one you can't do it, which I was really surprised, is I just unlocked the second level of awesomeness, <laughs> um, which in the game, as you, as you do things in the demo levels and in the challenges, you unlock levels of awesomeness that then unlock new challenges for each day and week. Um... In the like really extreme difficult daily challenge, it wouldn't let me play cooperative. You could only do it single player, That's which I thought was really weird. Uh, yeah, that awesomeness is hard to get, man. It is. <laughs> I 
I wish in the Murphy's Dungeons it would let you play as Rayman and let the computer take over as Murphy. Where that would be, that nice. would be interesting. Yeah. I like playing as Murphy. I think it's I think it's fun, but I think it'd be a lot more fun if I had someone to play it with. Maybe I can harangue Amanda into it. Yeah, you should try it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, you'll have to kind of get used to just the like you know like the physics. The physics of, of Rayman are it's so weird. Yeah, it's it's not like Mario. Like the Rayman is so much like weightier and momentum plays a but huge But then it also role. floats. Like if you punch in midair, you just stop moving. Right, that's true. Yeah, and you can't float jump. I mean, you can like yeah. float to safety. Um, so yeah, it's it's really fun that way though. I'm, we're having fun playing it, uh, cooperatively and trying to trying to go through as much as we can that way. So has been fun. But then the cooperative mode totally breaks when it's one of the levels where it's like get to the end as quickly as possible because you're just hurrying so much. One person's always going to get left behind. You know, like hits a little bit of a wall and then just dies because the screen you know comes by and yeah. crushes them as you're. So you keep going. So it doesn't always work, but the Mur- I find the Murphy Dungeon ones are, are perfect for it. Anyway, I think, too, um, it's kind of interesting. Like, obviously, the, there must just be some sort of, I don't know, like, equation they have or, like, functions that sort of put these levels together. Because especially the ones where you just get as far as you can before yeah. dying, you notice similar, like, parts. And they're just sort of strung together randomly each day. Um, like, you notice patterns. Like, there's always ones, uh, like, where you slice the, like, big spiked ball out of the air, and then, like, looms come to make, like, a little, like, I don't know, a little sort of, like, half-U shape. Right. Um, I've noticed all of the Murphy dungeon levels so far have started with the same kind of, you have to flip the switch right at the beginning to raise the... Flip the first switch. Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, so it's like, it's like these, a bunch of interchangeable parts that just sort of randomly string together. Uh, yeah, and they seem to be, they must have graded the parts on difficulty, because some of them don't show up, and then they seem to show up more and more as the levels get on and Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's kind of cool, and then you kind of get better then as you're using it every single day, because you, as soon as you get to a part, you're like, oh, okay, this is the part where I do this. Yeah. Um, except for, like you said, the later parts that you just don't see as much, because you're not getting that Because I'm not as good as you guys. Well, even, I mean, once you, once you get over, like, 1,200, uh, meters, like, it, it really, I mean, I, I feel like I see something new each, you know, each day. There's something, like, crazy that I'm like, what do I do? And then I can't figure it out in, like, the split second I need to, and then that, that's what kills me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. What else to say about it? I mean, I guess there's, there's some extra little things in it. You know, you, you collect looms throughout the levels, and then you can use those to unlock new characters. New characters, yeah. As. I just got the, I, I'm playing as the goth teeny. Oh yeah, yeah. We just unlocked that one. Yeah, it's funny. Um, which is pretty cool, you know. For I mean, just being a little. Yeah, yeah. It's and there's a lot of fucking characters to unlock. It looks. It seems like they've spaced it out so they support this up until the launch of the game. It's going to take some people. If you're just playing it, you know, like maybe thirty minutes to an hour a day, it's going to take you until the game comes out to like unlock most of these characters. Right, whereas, like, me and... I, I unlocked all of them. Yeah, I have all I of think, them already. I, I oh, got the last them? one... I, I got the last one two days ago. When, when you win gold trophies, it gives you, like, 5,000 looms. And yeah, then I, you just unlock them very, very quickly. I, yeah, I gotta go back and finish the trophies in the demo levels. Yeah, that's how I got a lot of them, too. I need to get to... I, I need to get the golds. I've got silvers on the first two and gold on Castle Rock. And, I mean, honestly, just by, like, playing levels over and over and over to try to beat yeah. some of Patrick's <laughs> scores, like, I, they just accumulate. I mean, you're getting, like, two or three hundred each time in those, like, Murphy ones where you're just living as, as long as you can. And then, you know, you, you do it ten times and you've got three thousand. Yeah, yeah. Plus, if it's so. with the Murphy mode, you touch all the lums and double their points up. Exactly, yeah. So it, it totally adds up. But I thought that was cool, you know, just a nice little, like, feature um, to kind of give it a little bit more uh, lifespan, if you will. So One of the things I really love about the 
levels, in particular some of the levels more so than others, when you're, say, trying to get somewhere as quickly as possible, there are the uh, the ghosts that you can see. And I oh, think yeah. I think it's really cool that they kind of show you how to do better because they're always faster than whatever record time you have set. Yeah, so, but they're close. They're always very close. It's like the yeah. four next yeah. people on the leaderboard or something. So it's like you can see how they're doing it. You do it just a little bit better, and then you get someone else who shows you maybe a new mechanic. Like um, the first day I did it, I learned that when punching while you're running on a flat surface, you actually run a you little bit faster. Kind of dash forward, yeah. Yeah. And then you can even uh, punch and then do a light light jump, and it pushes yeah. you ahead even a little further. Absolutely. <laughs> you got to game the system. It was really interesting. It was like an hour where I'm just like learning something new every couple minutes because I just beat the time a little bit more, a little bit more. And watch the ghosts each yeah. time, yeah, which is really cool. What's nice, too, is you can turn them off because I find like in some levels, like the Murphy levels, the Murphy, they get yeah. really yeah, distracting. Way, yeah. If someone's um, ahead so of I, you, so I turn them you off. end up sliding a platform. maybe For them and not the real one. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just transfixed on the gamepad in that mode. Like I, I, I don't even know there is a television, essentially. I just have to stare <laughs> yeah, at I it. Mean, yeah, I mean, you have to be, especially the Murphy stuff. Yeah, you have to be looking at the uh, the gamepad the whole time. But, yeah, really cool. I mean, I'm, I'm very happy with it. I, I would love more to have the, the full game out now, but this is a nice little free, you know, distraction, and yeah. it is fun, and it, it kind of fills that that void that Runner 2 left after we kind of all, you know, made our way through that. Um, yeah, this game is, so. the dem- this demo challenge is whatever the thing you want to call it. Like, I'm not that into Rayman, and I thought the demo was kind of neat, but now I'm playing this, and I'm kind of liking it, and I think I might end up getting this game. Like, I was not interested, like, when this game got delayed, I was just like, I don't care, I wasn't going to get it anyway. But the yeah. more I play of it, the more I like think I might end up getting it. It's really fun, and the art and the music are insanely good. Oh, They're very good! Beautiful. You never, you, you never played Rayman Origins? No. Oh, you should find it cheap for like PS3 or PS6. I should find it if it looks as good as this does, which I'm sure it does. It does. It's yeah, so it, beautiful. Yeah, just don't get the Wii version, obviously. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, the the PS3 and 360 version look great. I mean, it's the same stuff, same sense of humor, same great music. Um, just yeah, just. Really well executed. Just a weird, really loved it. Can't weird, it it's very, you can tell how incredibly French it is. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has a French sense of humor, that's for sure. Um, but good stuff. So, I don't know, anyone else have anything they want to say about the Challenges app? I think I'm good. Yeah, I can't wait, I can't wait for the full game app. Yeah, me neither. Um, yeah, so if you haven't downloaded this yet, do it. And you have, haven't added us on your, like, Meverse friends list yet, you should do that too. Um, let's, uh, we've done it plenty of times, but let's go through and, and give our names if people want to friend us to compete with us. Uh, I, I'm okay soda as in everything. Mine's striker, O B S T R I K E R O B I. I am papatch15, P-A-P-A-T-C-H 15. If you're going to, if you're going to add anyone, I suggest it's Patrick and you just beat his scores. That's. <laughs> Don't add me. I mean, you can add me if you want to feel impressive when you beat my awful, awful <laughs> times and scores. Scott really just wants to make me feel more sad, so I go to sleep crying every night. <laughs> it has become my goal in life. You two just in, in, inspire no hope in me. I'm just <laughs> never going to be that good. Um, Patrick, did you read my impressions for the, uh, yeah, for the app? I did. I was, okay, was, was... going to reply on Twitter. I was going to be like, he mentions me three or four times. That must mean I'm famous. Yeah, I <laughs> That's my whole goal. Well, Zach, like, volunteered me to, to write the impressions. I was like, well, okay, I'm going to have some fun with this. I made sure to mention beating your scores, yeah, at least a handful of times in it. So, 
because that's the only reason I play. After all that, after the Runner 2 fiasco, I can see why you would want revenge. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, because at least I have a chance in this. I never really like was able to compete much in Runner 2. In yeah. Runner 2, did oh, you ever get to dancing? I didn't. I see, that was your problem. You need to it. get to that. and then. Wow, you didn't get very far at all. Even I got to dancing. See, the the problem was is I would enter a level and I would see like you know like Patrick's score or you know whoever who was on top and then I would just want to beat it. Yeah, you have to get to dancing because then you can go know, back and dance I, those old levels. Dancing is right to... at the beginning of World Two, so you should two, go back and do that. I needed to let that go, but I had the hardest time progressing without like beating scores. So then I just I just completely stopped. But I do need to get back to it. I really like it, but that's that. So yeah, Patrick, Mike, thanks for being here. Thank you. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye. See ya. Zachary Miller here at Nintendo World Report Connectivity, along with uh, co-host Scott Thompson. Hello! There we go. And Neil Ronahan. Hello! Oh, Jesus. And we're going to be talking about Injustice, Gods, Gods Among Us for Wii U. Us. Yep, yep. Also known as Injustice Lords, the video game. Yeah, well, well, weren't they just the Justice Lords? They weren't the Injustice Lords. No, you're right. They are just the yeah. Justice Lords. But it's called Injustice, so I threw that in there. I mean, that's because what they're doing is wrong. Right. Well, are they? It, w- according to them, what they're doing is right. It's it's not right, Zach. It's wrong. I mean, that's what we believe, right? Yeah, who, whose side are you on, Zach? <laughs> is it right or wrong? Or is it left? <laughs> it's up. Um, so this is a fighting game uh, uh, starring the DC, uh, you know, universe. Um kind of a step away from Mortal Kombat versus the DC Universe, made by the same people uh, at NetherRealm. Um, and it's structured a lot more like the recent Mortal Kombat reboot, in that you've got this very interesting story mode, you go through it with multiple characters, uh, and then you've got a ton of different battles and challenges, and online fighting is really good! By the time you hear this, you can read my review. I gave it an 8.5. Yeah, it is really good, and much like the Mortal Kombat reboot, there is a ton to do. Um, we were just talking about this game a few weeks ago, um, and we didn't really know too much about yeah, it. I think you, I was on Yeah, that. you were, because you and I were talking about it, and you know, we were like talking about how hopeful we were for the story mode, just because the Mortal Kombat one was so good, and all the extras, and stuff to unlock, and kind of like challenge modes and stuff, and this game totally delivers on all of that. Like oh, seriously, yeah. if, if you liked the Mortal Kombat reboot from 2011... Uh, just, just play this. You don't even have to be a DC fan. Like, I, I wrote in my, uh, 
my little. Although like, it really helps. I well, it, it helps for sure. I mean, if you're a huge DC fan, then like the, you should play this game regardless. But yeah, if you're, yeah. if you're, yeah, I think like if you were a fan of Batman and Superman and all that jazz, like even if you don't like fighting games, this game's worth. Yeah, playing. and if you like fighting games and you're not like super familiar with those characters to me it doesn't even matter because i look at the roster and i don't know half the people on it <laughs> like if you gave yeah. me a name i couldn't point to a picture of the character and say that's who that is uh for about half these people but it doesn't matter because i love the i just love the the fighting system so much and the story mode and there's enough familiar characters there and just sort of cool themes that it, it's not an issue for me whatsoever yeah the fighting system is nicely simplified mm-hmm. um it's n- none of that crap you know, Street Fighter Four stuff. Um, it's not even really all that Mortal Kombat-y. It's kind of like down, back, Y, down, forward, Y, down, yeah. down, B, you know. Yeah. Well, you can actually change something in the controls to make it more like Street Fighter. You can, but why would you want to? Where it's the quarter circles. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always been a big fan of the, the way that Mortal Kombat has button inputs. Yeah. Although, as far as the button inputs go, um, they have some of the challenges in the Star Labs section, which is the challenge mode, or what was it, the challenge tower? Combat tower. Combat, combat tower. Uh, but in this one, it'll have usually the first one for each character has you inputting a bunch of combos. Right. And I found the input on some of those combos to be very unintuitive in how they left them, list them out in the move list, where it's just like, hit XXB, and I'll hit XXB in a variety of different ways. And I have oh, no yeah. freaking idea of what I'm doing. Oh, wrong I have the same. I just I have the same problem in Mortal Kombat until it clicks. Yeah, you, you you almost have to do it and watch the animation frames for things to trigger. Yeah, it's yeah. annoying. I find too, uh, unlike the Wii Remote and Classic Controller, which have I think great um, D pads. The D pad on the GamePad Pro and the uh, I'm sorry, the GamePad and the Pro Controller aren't like the most. I don't know, no, intuitive, I guess. Not good for this game. No. And really, neither yeah. are the sticks. Oh, um, yeah. I accidentally jump a lot with I, the I, sticks. I don't even use... I, the, the sticks is crazy. I never use the sticks. And like the, Well, do you remember the, uh, the... What is it? The Have you guys played the Isis, the cat challenge where you need to... It's the cat in the cat... Where you're, like, challenges. breaking into the museum? I haven't, no, but... No. Yeah. Um, but there's one where you control her cat, and you're, like, avoiding guards and stuff. And I was doing that with the D-pad, and it gets frustrating because I was trying to get the challenges where, like, you don't go backwards as a cat, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the most common challenges I find throughout all of Star Labs is do not go backwards as this character. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but I, I would do. I was doing it with the D-pad, and I was like, oh, I'll try the analog stick. Maybe that'll be better. And then I just jumped, like, four times in a row and then got caught. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, that, that was a fun experiment. I'll go back to the D-pad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if the pro con- or the um, classic controller is supported. Probably not, but I should check um, because the, I think the D-pad on the uh, classic controller would be a little bit better for this. I like the yeah. D-pad yeah. better. Having, having just used the classic controller for Pandora's Tower, uh, the D-pad on that is way better yeah. than the gamepad. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. And it's not even like the gamepad one is like terrible. It's just for precision. Yeah, it's, I don't it's a little too, a little too floaty. Right. I find I I accidentally jump a lot. Like sometimes I have a lot of hard times yeah. like activating special moves. Um, but I don't know. That's neither here nor there, I guess. Uh, but the yeah, I feel like we're nit we're nitpicking a lot of we are because the content there is there's just a whole ton of it. And the story mode's really cool. They have I mean, it's the same way that it's integrated in Mortal Kombat, uh, where it's kind of like this, the cutscenes flow into the fights 
mm-hmm. very eloquently. Um, you go from character to character. Like, you know, you'll have, like, I think four or five fights per character right. usually. And it yep. you know, flows really nicely. There's a good pace. And I think it is important um, to stress how the, how the fights choose flow into cutscenes and then back into fights. You know, like, if you're if you're yeah. envisioning, like, old-school Mortal Kombat where you're going up, like, a tower, you know, your little portrait moves up a tower to well, the Well, that's enemy. still in the game. Well, yeah, too. you can do that stuff. Like, there's that classic mode. But this story mode, I mean, it really is, like, you'll watch this great cutscene with just a bunch of events happening. It leads directly into a fight. Your character yeah. score off with no loading whatsoever. Like, it's seamless. And then the fight yeah. ends, and, and, like, your character just... just begins his next like conversation with whoever right there at the end of the fight like it's all yep. seamless yeah it's really great and they, and they have those really cool kind of like the uh i mean they're qtes but they're usually done in a oh really yeah cool way because it's cinematic which is i mean that's usually good qtes you don't hear people complain about them because they're well integrated when they're like that where it's like um well there's one where you're green arrow and it's basically a first person shooter which is kind of neat and there's <laughs> other ones where i know i did one recently where it was Batman going after a green arrow who's shooting arrows yep. at him, and you had to, like, you know, just hit button presses. To quickly. knock the arrows away, yeah, or to dodge them even, yeah, which is really cool. Um, but, yeah, it's just great. And the, the actual story, I think, is really, really, really incredible. I mean, you have this <laughs> this world where Superman is tricked into killing a pregnant Lois Lane um, by the Joker. He, he thinks he's fighting Doomsday, and he kills her. And he just goes insane, and he kills the Joker, and then he just begins to rule the Earth, like, under an iron fist, and, like, rooting out all evil, and just running the Earth as a dictatorship. Um, and then, so you have this parallel universe where, where those heroes come come through this, you know, whatever, worm or dimensional gate or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it doesn't really Boom matter. Boom tube. And, uh, you know, we've got Batman and... and Oh, and all those people. I know it's not a boom tube. <laughs> and they come through to, to stop Superman. So you're, you're fighting these heroes who have aligned with Superman, and you're also fighting alongside other heroes and villains who have banded together to um, to stop Superman in this this universe. It's really, really cool. It's written really well. Yeah, and I'm surprised. I mean, I guess it's just the DC stuff. Um, if you listen to Fat Man on Batman, they've talked to this uh, a couple times. Um, for anyone who's interested in the DC universe, I cannot recommend uh, the Kevin Smith podcast, Fat Man on Batman, enough. Because uh, it has a lot of good stuff with a lot of people involved in this very game and yeah. the wider DC universe. Um, and, I mean, it is, it's kind of a show that Warner Brothers kind of understands what they're doing as far as making video games that fall in line with the characters in the comics more. If only they could make movies like this. Yeah. Well, I think they're, they're going that direction. It just takes a lot of time. Yeah, yeah this would make a really cool movie. But we haven't even really talked about the fighting itself. I mean, it's different from, like, I mean, Mortal Kombat in the sense that you don't, like, win rounds. It's just you have... It's like Killer Instinct. Yeah, you have two full life bars, and when you get down, when you knock off one, then it kind of, like, resets. Um, Right. And then, I mean, other than that, you have different special abilities and everything. And one of the really cool things about this game is that you can interact with the environment a whole lot. So you'll kind of want to always keep an eye up near your near your life bar, or you'll just instinctually know as you learn the levels uh, that, like, if you hit a button, you'll be able to knock some knock the person into the background and have them ricochet off of something. Or, or smash them with a car. A robot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's all really cool, and depending on the character, you'll do different things with them, because they, they're basically, I think they're broken up into, like, gadget characters like Batman, and then, like, more, like, strength characters like superman right so like you know superman will pick up a car and throw it where batman will like jump off it or something and there's 
I believe there's a there's more. I think there's more than just the two different character types because I've seen more interactions. Yeah. With the items, and then you can even very easily uh, just kind of knock a person off the stage, and then you'll you'll change the area where you are in that stage. Not only do you knock them off the stage, I mean the the transitions from stages are so elaborate. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes they're they're a little too long. No, um, I feel, no especially no, no. if you're going between them. That's so fun to watch, though. It's so over the top. The yeah. whole game is over the top. <laughs> Yeah, and we'll, yeah. we'll talk about the the special moves in a second, which I think is where the over top over the topness hits like its yep. its peak. But the the level transitions are are really great, I think, and uh, well utilized. Like you said, the stages are just so interactive. I mean, it, each stage it has like a yeah. life of its own, and it, it's a lot of fun to um to play on any of them. I think. Uh, but yeah, what do you guys think about the uh, the special moves there? Each 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 They're character has like a like a beautiful. like a, a like a super move where you you power up this uh, this gauge enough. By using your special attacks, and then just by pressing L and R triggers, you activate it. So it's really simple. It's not like a big combo you have to press or anything. You just press two buttons, and if they if you hit with your next attack, then then you execute it. Yeah, I mean, my thing is my first experience of this game was that I downloaded the demo on PlayStation Three. Don't know why it's not up on Wii U. Just minor complaint. Um, but I just kind of jumped into it, and if you listen to the past connectivity episode, that was all I knew. Yeah. Really. Um. So I'm playing as Batman, and I'm like, oh, special move. I wonder what that does, and does that. And what happens is, like, you plant a bomb on someone's back and, like, punch them a little bit, and then you jump up and do a backflip, and the Batmobile comes and hits them. And I was just like, oh, Right. Well, and then you also, like, grab two stun guns and stun them in the neck. Yeah. Them, yeah. And then he grabs out, like, a little, like, communicator, presses and buttons, yeah, then then hits him a few times, backflips into the air, Batmobile comes through, and then just smashes into him. It's incredible. And it goes, like, so, slow-mo. So immediately after that, I checked out and like Lex Luthor is a fucking spirit bomb. Yeah, I love that. Um, uh, I know Aquaman's is probably the best shark attack ever. Yeah, it, it's like he summons the hordes and then stabs the the other character with a trident and then lifts them up in the air and a shark eats them. <laughs> Nightwing just it's blows beautiful. by everybody in his on his bike, just bam, bam, bam. <laughs> I still haven't even seen them all. I haven't because, either. Uh, I mean, yeah, me neither. Because I, I, well, I, I. I Played about fucking four hours of the game one night before I sent the review copy to Zach, so that way we could hmm. have some first day impressions because we got the review copy a little late. But then uh, there was a sale at Toys R Us that will be over by the time you hear this probably. But I got it for uh, for thirty five bucks. Ooh, that's so. a really good deal. Wow. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really digging it, and I can't wait to play more. Uh, I'm still working my way through the story mode. Yeah, the presentation's just the presentation's just great. I mean, it's really. You know, you, I, you think of a fighting game and you just you really think just like competing against friends or people online or, you know, just competitively in a, like a multiplayer fashion. But there's so much to do uh, single player, which I think is great because I have no interest in like getting great at this game and competing uh, against right. real people. But just having the story mode, the classic sort of ladder mode, the, um, you know, the challenges, all the unlockables. I mean, there's just so much to do. Um, it's really impeccable. And I, I enjoyed I enjoyed kicking Neil's ass online last night. That was yeah. great. Hey, it was closer than you thought. <laughs> uh-huh. And keep in mind, I played the game, what, two weeks ago? I was, it was my first time playing it. Son, I wasn't playing as Aquaman to give you a break. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Aquaman's the secret best character. I, I mean, I was I was having a good time with Shazam, who I love. Yeah, he, he used is to good. be Captain Marvel, and now they're renaming him Shazam, which uh, news to me. In the whole universe? 
Yeah, yeah, in the new 52, That's it's dumb. not Captain Marvel. He is now Shazam. Is that because of noise. the allusion to Marvel comics? No, I mean, well, that's part of the reason why it was Captain Marvel in the first place, I think. Oh, really? But I'm not, I, I, I've never really been too interested in that character, so I'm probably wrong on that. But I know there's some copyright bullshit as to why he's called Captain Marvel. Yeah. I, I liked him in all the uh, DCAU appearances he's made, even even Young yeah. Justice. That's why I like him. He's fantastic in Young Justice. He's, he's voiced by Rob Lowe. Yes. In Young Justice, oh, nice. So just think of what you will. That's awesome. Huh. Uh, the only thing that disappoints me about the character selection um, is that Green Lantern, you know, and Sinestro, you know, really, I mean, they both have the same power set. Black Adam and uh, Shazam um, are both kind of the same guy. And then Killer Frost and Ares are just so out of place. It's like you've got all yeah. these big names and then uh, well, these two. I mean, I think a lot of it was kind of dictated by maybe the DC brass. I know that, like, NetherRealm did have some control over it, but uh, I was I heard something about how Ares is apparently a bigger factor into, like, Wonder Woman stories now. She so is. That kind of he makes is, sense yeah. why he was included. And that's why, that's why Cyborg's jammed down everyone's throats, because he's in the Justice He's actually kind of cool in this game. I like him. Yeah. This might be the I first agree. time I've given a crap about Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... Uh, um, there's going to be, you know, I don't know what their plan for the Wii U is, but there's going to be four downloadable characters. First one is Lobo, which is, you know what? If he is not voiced by Brad Garrett, I'm just going to be angry. Yeah. Well, um, as far as the DLC goes on the back of the box, it says yes. Right. In previous messaging. Uh, I don't think Warner Brothers has directly stated it, but Nintendo has said it during Nintendo Directs. And uh, when we got the official confirmation of Lobo as the first character to be DLC, I think this was yesterday as a recording, uh, I sent an email off to the PR rep and still have not heard back. Uh, mm. Basically, my, resp- my my email was just like, yeah, this is coming for- to Wii U, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Guys? Uh, coincidentally, I also sent the similar type of email to Activision after they announced the new Call of Duty and did not list Wii U. And I'm just like, no, come on. Come, come on. on. guys, Please. Please, God. Yeah, I hope it, geez, that would suck if Wii U suddenly wasn't getting Call of Duty or Madden. Well, it's not getting Madden anymore. As, uh, it's breaking news as we're, we're talking about this, but yeah, Madden's skipping Wii U. But Injustice is on it, and that's great. Yes, yes. very, very good game. Um, So yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much more to say about it. What about you guys? I have one more thing to say. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Wonder Woman looks stupid. She, she does. Looks terrible in yeah. this game. I, you know, I will say maybe that's, that's one, and you can unlock it. You know, extra costumes and, and change people around, which is good. Really, but the, not that many extra costumes. Well, but still, at well, least there's some. Most of them are pre-order bonuses. That's true. That the Wii U yeah, doesn't have access that's to. That's true. But the um the like default costumes, some of them are kind of lame. I will say. Harley Quinn. Uh, I think it's through DLC, but there will be a Harley Quinn animated series. Yeah, I, I would hope that's so. Cool. I, I think I would actually. I would. I would buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I'd buy that because her other costumes in this game are terrible. Yes. Yeah. The. It's just well, I like how they have like the like I guess the good world or what is it the, the insurgency costume or whatever. It's like her looking kind of slutty, and then like the evil <laughs> version of her is just like her looking even sluttier. <laughs> that's how it works. Like, like that's how you know she's really bad. I do like I do like how in one of the transitional stages, this is kind of off the top of my head, you get to see all the Arkham uh, City villains, and they smash yep. the dude up. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of winks and nods. Martian Manhunter's just sitting in the background being like, they wouldn't let me in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of, like, little bonus characters to see. Gorilla Grodd is, like, being, like, 
attacked in the background of, I think, uh, Themyscira. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, you know what? I didn't notice that, but I noticed him in the end credits because uh, they show yeah. stills from the game in the end credits. I was like, Grodd is in this? <laughs> yeah. He'd be a good DLC character. So there you go. I think if you're if you're a fighting game fan, and especially if you liked the Mortal Kombat reboot, I think you should give this a try. If you're a DC fan, you really don't have any excuse. I oh, mean, yeah. this is this is like candy for you. It's so good, so good, so good. Yep. So that's All right. it. Yeah, check it out. And if you check it out, uh, maybe they'll patch in friend battles, and oh, we man. can like do like a friend king of the hill or something. Yes. So yeah. uh, let us know in a uh, in the talkback thread or. Hit us up on, on Twitter or email us at connectivity at nintendobulletport.com and let us know if you got Injustice on Wii U because maybe we'll do something where we all play. Yes. Yeah, community Fun. night for the win. Yay. All right, bye. All right, bye. bye. All right, that will do for episode 84 of Connectivity. As always, you can send us listener mail to connectivity at nintendobulletreport.com. Be sure to rate and review us on iTunes if you haven't already. We greatly appreciate all the feedback. And be sure to follow all of us on Twitter. Go to nintendobulletreport.com, look for the Twitter sidebar on the right side of the page, and you'll find all our usernames there. Now be sure to stick around for a bonus segment all about the ongoing NHL playoffs. I'm Scott Thompson. Uh, today I'm with JP Corbra. Hello. And special guest Donald Terrio. Hi. I'm Got I'm glad to be here and glad that they finally made an economic arrangement that lets Toronto into the playoffs. <laughs> A lot of money must have exchanged hands. And uh yeah, based on that you might have guessed we're going to be talking all about the upcoming NHL playoffs. Although I guess by the time you're hearing this, it'll be the ongoing NHL playoffs. Um each series will probably be about two games deep by this point. But they, they go on forever, so there's still a ton of them left by the time you hear this. Yeah, absolutely. So it shouldn't be a problem. And because um, and because of the season, they they could be going. They could still be playing on June 28th. Yeah, that's like the they said that's like the very last day it could be going. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty amazing. And then like the draft would be like the next week, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, so yeah, we're going to go through the different matchups, uh, in the Eastern and Western Conference, kind of, uh, I guess talk about the two teams that are playing, give our prediction about who will advance, and just sort of be sad for JP because his team didn't make it. Um, so yeah, uh, let's start in the Eastern Conference, and we'll start with the number one in the number eight seeds, that's Pittsburgh Penguins against the New York Islanders. Uh, JP, I imagine you have some vested interest in this because I am vested interest. Yes, I was like, this is my since my Flyers did not make the playoffs. My favorite team is everyone that's not Pittsburgh. (laughs) 
Fair enough. I well, I I doubt that Pittsburgh. I th- I'm pretty confident that Pittsburgh will advance. Although the uh, yeah, the Islanders' top lines really burst out this year. Especially Tavares has finally finally had a, a good enough season. He's been able to ca- basically carry the Islanders into the playoffs. And but even even with Crosby out of the lineup for probably the first couple of games, I really doubt that Pittsburgh's going to go down in this one. Now, is Crosby still out? Have they ruled him out for the last um, couple games? They, do we know? They don't know. He's not... I don't believe he's been cleared yet to play as of this oh, recording, wow. so there's no so there's no timetable yet for his return, but it'll probably be late in this series or probably the first, first game of the second round. Okay. Yeah, but like you said, even without him, I mean, the Penguins are just so deep offensively. No, I, mean, um, I, I want them to lose, but if, if they're going to lose, it's most likely not going to be at this series. Right. I mean, you kind of hope for maybe like the LA Kings thing uh, last year where the eighth seed all of a sudden is, is just knocking out everybody. But It happens all the time in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, I your Flyers did it in 2010. No, we were um, Oh, you were we the were seven. We were seven. Montreal did it, though. Montreal, it was... That year, the Eastern Conference Final was Montreal and Philadelphia, and yeah, it was 7-8. Seven seven. Eight. <laughs> Which is pretty unbelievable. If my team can't make it, though, I'm hoping for Pittsburgh, just between the fact that I'd like to actually be able to go to a Stanley Cup parade, since Sidney Crosby is lives just down the street from me in the off season, and the fact that Jerome McGinley is playing for Pittsburgh now, and he has yet to win a cup despite being in the league since I was in elementary school. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time coming for him. Um, yeah, so that'll be uh, pretty exciting for him, I'm sure. In fact, the, I mean, the Flames haven't been in the playoffs when he was with the Flames since 2009. Yeah. So it's 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 been a few years for him, and uh, yeah, I'm sure he's raring to go. That it's just such a dangerous team. I can't believe they got Iginla over there. It's pretty amazing. Iginla and Brendan Morrow from Morrow. Yeah, that's right. From Dallas, so they are loaded offensively. I'm just yeah. worried that. Hopefully, Mark Andre Fleury will be good Fleury instead of well, what we saw last year in the playoffs with him. Yeah, and you really just never know with that guy. So, um, all right, well, yeah. Uh, so I guess predictions: everyone's going Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so the next matchup will go two and seven in the East, and that's the Montreal Canadiens and the Ottawa Senators. Yes, the series in which I root for a tie, so that nobody <laughs> advances. <laughs> I, I'm not up on my rivalries in the Eastern Conference. I mean, are Ottawa and Montreal r- r- big rivals of Toronto? Then, yeah, there. This is like ha- this is like asking if you prefer to be shot in the left knee or the right. <laughs> okay. For a Toronto fan, <laughs> I well, I really this is fascinating for someone who mostly follows the Western Conference uh, myself here because I mean, to me, like Montreal and Ottawa are just these two like innocuous teams. Like I don't neither of them strikes me as like a team anyone would hate outside of just being you know the natural rival of, of your favorite team, but. Yeah, and here's the thing, because there hasn't been a Stanley Cup winner in Canada since 1993, so you would think that I would be rooting for every Canadian team regardless, but I can't root for Ottawa because, well, because I grew sick of them after after at least played them four times in six years. Mm -hmm. I can't root for Montreal in general principles, and (laughs) we'll we'll cover Vancouver later, but I'd rather not root for the Swedish men's diving team. I'll approve of that one. Um, so yeah, uh, Ottawa, pretty amazing that um, what well, Carlson's back so uh, so quickly. I wonder if that some of that is either artificial or really really good Canadian healthcare because <laughs> he has, 
I mean, you you hear about Achilles injuries like Kobe Bryant going up for six months with an Achilles, and he's back in two and a half. What do you, what do right. he do? Dip into Ray Lewis's deer antler spray? <laughs> he's just going to come back and set all kinds of records in the playoffs now and yeah. just be unbelievable. He, when he came, when he had his first game back on last Thursday, he played thirty minutes on a torn Achilles. That's <laughs> that's inhuman. Yeah, and not only I mean like with with Kobe, I mean he, I guess he he tore it, but I mean. I mean, he had his cut with a skate. I mean, it, like what they say, a 70% cut. Yeah. I mean, that, that is really unbelievable. I mean, at the time, I think they ruled him out the, he, for, like, the rest of the season. Yeah, and, and that was Ottawa's problem all year. It was, like, they lost their starting goalie, Craig Anderson, for a couple of months. They, yep. They've lost one of their top scorers, Jason Spezza. He's out until end of next month at the earliest, if Ottawa makes it that far. And everybody, oh, wow. And when Carlson went out, everyone thought, Ottawa's done, and yet every person they called up suddenly turned into a Calder Trophy candidate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, to to even be in that seventh seat is is really impeccable, and I think it's you know you kind of have to tip your hat to them to be in that position and still get in. And now you know you're getting players back, and um, you know they're in good shape. And then what about? Tell me about Montreal again. This is a team like this is probably the one team in the East I absolutely just know nothing about. Montreal really came out of nowhere because they actually finished last in the Eastern Conference last year. That's right, yeah. So they, but they got Carey Price suddenly had 35 games of being a bit, of being the best goalie in the league, and they, after a contract dispute, PK Subban came back and base and mm-hmm. nearly led the team in scoring for the season, despite missing first two weeks of the season. So they're. This is going to probably be a very low-scoring series, and unfortunately for me, it's going to be a very long series. I'm thinking seven games either way, but I'm okay. I'm leaning toward Montreal just because I can't help but think that, well, partially because I'd like to see a Montreal-Toronto at some point in these playoffs, but mm-hmm. but I think that I think that Ottawa's lack of offense this season. I think they're the lowest-scoring team that's still in it. I th- I think Carey Price will write the ship and they'll end up going seven games before before Ottawa bows out. Yeah, yeah, I could see it going deep, and not not knowing too much about about either team, but it, it just does seem like Montreal, as long as Carey Price is in the zone, um, should should get by. But we'll see. And but you have to remember too, Ottawa's seating is kind of misleading because, like we said, you know, your starting yeah. goalie's oh, out, yeah. your best defenseman's out. Um, you know, so. That seventh seed, they're, they're probably not really a seventh seed. But. I have a friend who's a Senators fan for some strange reason. A Senators <laughs> fan living in Northwest Ohio, or Northwest Pennsylvania, for whatever reason. But he's a Senators fan, so I've been hearing about them all season, so I'm perfectly aware of uh, everything they've had to go through. Uh, Donald, do like people in Canada really, do they love when it's uh, two Canadian teams battling out in the playoffs? Is that like, is that... Especially exciting, or? yeah. Like the the see with the two broadcasters up here that have the NHL rights, there it it was pretty obvious that CBC, the national broadcaster, was going to grab a series with two Canadian teams, and it. it's going to be. This is the first time I think Montreal and Ottawa have met in a playoff series since the twenties. Wow! Because Ottawa was at the league for so long. Yeah, yeah. Ottawa didn't exist until the early nineties. Yeah, for, for a lot pretty soon after that. Yeah. So the, this is this is interesting because it's you know the seat of English Canada versus sort of the seat of French Canada. Mm-hmm. So you've got the extra extra political intrigue in there as well. Oh wow! Okay, so that, yeah, that'll be exciting up north then. Huh. All right. Well, um, yeah, I think we're all going Montreal on that, but it, it should be a fun one. Um, let's move on to the next one. Then we have 
the uh, Washington Capitals against the New York Rangers. Once again, they've met, I think this is like three years in a row now they've met, yeah. or it's three and four at least. Um, I think, yeah, the Rangers bounced the Capitals in seven games last year. Um, so what do we think? The, the Capitals kind of came out of nowhere. They started the season just like abysmally, and they were just at the, the bottom of the standings. And then all of a sudden, Ovechkin just decided he wanted to start playing and scoring goals again, and now they won their division. Although it is a really crappy division, but still, I mean, when your main competition is a really bad Jets team, then you're pretty much yeah. <laughs> you're pretty much set to win. Enjoy the Jets next season, Scott. Oh, I can't wait! It's gonna it's our new Blue Jackets. It's not max two points. <laughs> I wanted the Jets to win the division only so that there would forever be a banner in Winnipeg calling them the Southeast Division champions. <laughs> That would be really amazing. They had two years to do it. And I, 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 I remember you telling me that when we recorded our first ever, uh, you did. So and it's, I, it's I, I always, a repeat for people who've been listening for a while. <laughs> and I always, I would always think about that. And this year, as the, as the Jets were winning that division they for a little did. while. They almost did. They had it for a little while there. I thought it was going to happen that you were going to get your wish. But then, then you remember that they are still at heart, the Atlanta Thrashers. Yeah, just never good. And they are the resting place of like four uh, of the championship winning Blackhawks who just got shipped out to make uh, room to under the cap. So, yeah. So that, I always kind of like to keep an eye out on them just because of so many familiar names, but they are just really, really bad. Um, but anywho, um, so yeah, the roles are kind of reversed here. I, last year, the Capitals sort of barely made it in, and the Rangers were predicted to go all the way. And now this year, the Rangers uh, barely made it in, and the Capitals are uh, sort of regained their form, I guess, from maybe two years ago. Yeah, and when Alexander Ovechkin suddenly realized that he was, in fact, Alexander Ovechkin. <laughs> yeah, just started caring again, I guess. Yeah, I wonder how much of that with Ovechkin was coaching, because I know he didn't really have a good relationship with uh, the former Capitals coach, Dale Hunter, last season, who was playing him on a checking line at some point. So now that... Now that they've changed coaches in Washington, it frees up Ovechkin to go out and do what he does, which is score lots of goals in, bun in bunches, and I think that's going to really carry Washington in this series. Not only that, I believe he would bench him after times. Like, if, if he wasn't happy with the way Ovechkin was playing last year, he, he would actually bench him and have him skip shifts. Yeah. Um, which is not something Ovechkin's probably ever done his entire life. <laughs> so that was probably a little bit of a shock for him. But, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think he's a little bit more... Uh, freewheeling now like Dale Hunter was for sure like a defensive specialist and that got the Capitals very far because they were just blocking shouts and uh playing incredibly uh incredible defense last year and I just didn't really fit Ovechkin's style and now it seems a little bit more like run and gun yeah um which I think is definitely much more fitting and then the Rangers I don't really know what the problem with the Rangers is they got Nash it was supposed to be like they were going to be unstoppable now with just an extra scoring threat and it just didn't seem to come together I mean, Nash scored a lot of goals. He's the leading scorer on the team uh, with, like, 20-some-odd goals, but still. Yeah, for whatever reason, they just never clicked, and it, it reached the point that the Rangers ended up shipping Marion Gabrick up to Columbus. That's, That's sort right. Of, sort of payback for the uh, for the Nash trade. <laughs> yeah, they swapped a lot of pieces. That's true. Yeah. I guess, in a way, they almost traded Nash for Gabrick, which I don't know who got the better of that end, but... Well, Probably New York still, but well, New York made the playoffs, so I think we can, we can get <laughs> yeah. that one. But I guess so. I've, I've got a f someone that I chatted with quite a bit on Twitter who is a big Rangers fan, and he's been saying that just they just haven't had the scoring touch because I mean, you say Nash led the team in scoring that he barely got to twenty goals this season. Yeah. So I think because they've got an all-world goaltender in Henrik Lund Hen Henrik Lundqvist, mm -hmm. 
why do I have trouble with Swedish names? But (laughs) but aside from that, they just their scoring really wasn't there, and I think I think they're going to be caught out. Just Washington's going to have way too much firepower for them in the first round here. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with that. I mean, it just um, so yeah, I I think Washington too. I, I I'm going to say seven games though. I, the, those last few series between these two teams have gone deep, and I, I think it'll be that way again. But I think Washington will pull it out. I so. I think Washington in six. I think okay. Uh, I I think I think Braden Holtby for Washington will be able to steal a game that would end the series pretty quickly after that. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. And then the final matchup, which I think is the most interesting for me, um, is Boston and Toronto. Um, I think this is going to be a fun one. Uh, Donald, obviously you are a Maple Leafs fan, so why don't you talk about what this series means a little bit? I mean, with Kessel and Sagan. Yeah, (laughs) because for for two teams that are original six and haven't met in the playoffs since the 70s, there's a lot of recent history there, just because a couple summers ago, Toronto basically worked out a deal with Boston whereby Toronto got Phil Kessel, who's their leading scorer. They had to give up two first-round picks for it. One of those picks ended up being second overall because Toronto's goaltending until James Reimer came in has been, well, crap. (laughs) And so they give up the second pick, and then Boston goes out and wins the Stanley Cup that season. Mm -hmm. And And then the second pick is Dougie Hamilton, who ends up being one of Boston's top defensemen, not named Zdeno Chara. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and so every time Sagan scores in Boston, they start chanting "Thank you, Kessel." <laughs> and I just feel bad for Kessel. I remember too. I think that following year in the All Star game, he was picked last. Yeah, he was the uh, he had insult to injury. Yeah, and he and Ke- and Kessel's, of course, with the Toronto media, they are insane sometimes and. The, there's already a controversy that Phil Kessel didn't make himself available to the media on the day of I heard about that today, yeah. Yeah, so obviously that'll be taken care of internally, or so they say, but <laughs> I just that the other problem is that Toronto beat, when Toronto beat Boston late this season, it was the first time they'd done that in the last two years. And so I was hoping against hope down the stretch that Boston would win their final game of the regular season, which was sun, last sun- Sunday. Yeah, it was the rescheduled game from, from the bombings. Yeah, and that and that would put them in the two seed. Then, hey, Toronto, Montreal. But now we see, and now we see Boston there. It's like, oh man, if Montreal was there, we could have easily made the second round. If Boston's there, we are in big trouble. <laughs> so, so what what puts the Maple Leafs in trouble, or what is more overpowering about the Bruins? Would you say? Well, for one thing, Zdeno Chara has this magic effect on Kessel, where he seemingly disappears for entire games at a time. <laughs> That and recently Toronto has been outshot like three to one. There's been several periods where they've had one shot. Oh God! <laughs> and and so it is basically wearing out James Reimer, their starting goalie, to have to deal with thirty five, forty shots a night going down the stretch. Right. Yeah, and then I feel like that Boston offense is always. I mean, I, they haven't scored a ton this year, but it feels like there's always that threat. I mean, the last two years. They've just been like they're everywhere, and it seems like every line has the chance to score. Um, Especially, they've got a lot of playoff experience, having you know won the cup, won the cup yeah. in twenty eleven. So, and they've got they've got at least several three dangerous lines that can really score. And there's always there's always the psychological problem for the lease of the inevitable 
goal from Sagan with assist from Dougie Hamilton and Tuka Rask, the former league goalie <laughs> there, which knowing Toronto's luck recently will probably happen in overtime of a game. <laughs> game seven, probably. I was thinking game one myself. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I, actually, if they're going to do that, I just hope they get it over with quickly. Yeah, just put you out of your misery right away and move on. Um, so what are you predicting then? I mean, I know it's, I know you don't want to like pick against your team, but so by all accounts, I mean, it sounds like you're leaning towards Boston. On, honestly, I have gone back and forth on this, but I'm, I'll go on record here. I think Toronto can do it in six. I, th- okay. I think, I think game two in Boston, James Reimer can stand on his head and then Toronto can sort of ride home ice advantage to, for the rest of the series, and that would get them the win in six. Uh, I just told out hope that the last time they had a lockout shortened season, the fifth seed in the East won the cup on a hot goalie. <laughs> which, is, okay. which is the exact <laughs> position Toronto's in this year. <laughs> well, there you go, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's going to be fun. I feel like the city of Toronto uh, will just go crazy if, uh, I mean, if, if they progress further in the playoffs than just the first round. Like, I, I don't know. I, I remember in 2010 when Montreal did beat the uh, the Capitals in the first round, and then and then progressed, you know, past the second round, and just like images of just people like celebrating in the street, and just like thousands and thousands of people. Flip. Yeah, and there were similar scenes in Toronto when Toronto clinched the playoff spot. But we're, oh, was there? Yeah, okay. I'm hoping that we're not going to have like Toronto cop car Twitter account, but. <laughs> this is the same city that wants to turn the CN Tower into a giant goal light for the playoffs. Which is incredible. <laughs> I heard about that. That would be great. Um, so, yeah, JP, what do you think? You know, it's kind of hard to bet against Boston. They're good. They're just really good. I mean, they're the four seed, but they're the four seed because they came in second in a really great division. Um you know, I, I think the one thing Toronto has going for it is they 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 want this. This is this is huge for them. Whereas you know Boston won the cup a couple of years ago. It's I mean, they, they of course want it, but it's, it doesn't quite have the drive that wanting to win one in Toronto has. So I think it's going to be a close series. I think six or seven games. Uh, I'm not sure which way it'll go. Yeah, I don't know. I I I guess I lean towards Boston, but really I, I haven't followed Toronto at all this year, so I could I could easily be surprised. But this is this is the one I'm most excited to watch because I think it's the the most likely not to even really be an upset, because I don't think you'd call the the fifth seed beating the fourth seed an upset upset, but I think it, it's the most just sort of random, you know, it's hard to just absolutely pick one. So I am very excited for it. But I do lean slightly towards Boston. Yeah. But we'll see. And Boston does have does have that emotional possibility after everything that's happened there the last couple of weeks, so yeah, that's true. But actually, since that's happened, I, I think they've only won like one or two games. I mean, they lost the few immediately after, and then it, they lost the the makeup game last yeah, uh, Sunday. Part of that is the fact that they, because of everything that happened there, they had to reschedule two games. So they ended up yeah. playing six games and nine nights at the end of the year. And there, there's a reason why they've they they got an agreement from the NHL. We're not going to start you on Tuesday, even though we could, because you need <laughs> an extra day of rest to get ready for the playoffs. Right, absolutely. Yeah, speaking of, we we didn't mention it, but the the scheduling for this first round is is kind of uh kind of wonky. I can't remember who it is. It's some some one of the two of the teams in the East. They actually um they play back to back number the first and second game. Yeah, I, I think Montreal was is in that in that predicament because I know their okay. game one is Thursday. 
Okay, so that must be it, yeah. And then um, I know four of the matchups, uh, if it went to seven games, games six and seven would be back-to-back. They're, like, all on, like, Saturdays and Sundays, um, which is pretty amazing. So we'll see. I mean, I guess you have a condensed schedule and you got to get it in. I mean, you don't want to play till July, so that's what you have to do. So we'll see. That'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting storyline if that happens. But um, let's move on to the Western Conference then. Uh, so we'll start from the top. We have the Blackhawks against the Wild, the one and eight seed. Uh, obviously, I follow the Blackhawks. That's my team, and um, the Wild I don't think are very good. Um, yeah, the Wild were supposed to be good. They went out and threw a lot of money at Suter and at Parise, and caused the lockout. <laughs> yeah, call yeah exactly indirectly caused the lockout, or maybe directly. And um, we're supposed to really be on the, I don't know, on their way to, to really make a splash this year. And they started out that way. I mean, they were even leading the division for a while, which, like, I don't think Vancouver has not led that division in, like, six years <laughs> for any amount of, like, time. Um, but then things kind of fell apart. Like, the second half of the season, they just they just weren't the same team. And they barely made it in. I mean, they had two chances to secure their spot. And the second-to-last game, they lost 6-1 to one to the uh, to the Oilers of all teams. Yeah. Um, uh, seeing what Chicago did earlier this season with the 24-game unbeaten streak, that I'm officially, well, I'm probably going to ride the Hawks in the West all the way to the cup, <laughs> cup final. Just, they're if they're that dominant, although then again, this is the this is the NHL be, being the president's trophy winner doesn't always guarantee anything. Yeah, y- usually doesn't guarantee anything. I would say. <laughs> Right, and a lot of people are sort of looking at uh, past history. The, the last time the Hawks won the President's Trophy was in 93, and then they were bounced in the first round by the Minnesota North Stars. Um, yeah, yeah, so 20 years ago, uh, Hawks in Minnesota. Yep, pretty interesting little tidbit there. But I don't think we're going to have to worry about that this year. No, yeah, I would, I would say it's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying they can't be bounced later, but not, not against this wild team. There's just not enough there. I mean, the defensive... The top defensive pairing with with Suter is, is really good, as is like the top line with uh, with Parise and um, oh man and Koivu. But like after that, all their following lines, both on offense and defense, just really aren't anything to write home about. Yeah, I think um, this is the only series I've got tabbed for a sweep. Okay, yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> so um, yeah, I guess we're all going Chicago on this one. I could see it in four, definitely no more than five. Uh, this next one's pretty interesting. We have Anaheim at two and Detroit at seven. Uh, Detroit, 21, well now 22 seasons in a row with making the playoffs almost didn't happen. Same as the Wild, kind of had to eke in there on the very last uh, day of the season. I, I still don't even know how they got the seven seed. I was I was kind of hoping they'd get the eight just for Chicago-Detroit in the first round. Now see, that would have been good, especially the, the last season is them being uh, division opponents before Detroit moves out east. Um, would have been really awesome. And I trust me, people here were, were really hoping for that too. Uh, but Minnesota flubbed it in the end. They couldn't <laughs> win any games, and so they dropped to the eighth seed. Um, but I, for as rough a season as Detroit had, they actually played really well against Anaheim this year. And I think they took two out of three against Anaheim, um, which I know regular season is not the same as the playoffs, but it's something to keep in mind. And this Anaheim team kind of came out of nowhere and sort of like quietly was really good this season. Yeah, they they were really hot down the stretch last year. It wasn't enough to get them in the playoffs, but for whatever, for now this season they've got two hot starting goalies that they can sub in at any time. So 
I, I see a lot of people picking actually Detroit in the series, and Anaheim's sort of the trendy upset pick, but I can't see it, frankly. I think Detroit's lost a lot with Nicholas, Nicholas Lidstrom retiring. That's really taken a lot of leadership out of that room, and I know they have a, Detroit has a lot of veterans, but I don't think it's going to be enough to overcome Anaheim's goaltending, quite frankly. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, between uh, Faust and then, um, oh yeah, Hiller. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, both really good goaltenders. Faust came out of nowhere. I mean, he call, called up from the minors and got a chance when Hiller was hurt, and then all of a sudden, he, you know, he's he started quite a few games. I mean, he was very, very good for them. I mean, the Hawks played them a few times, and he was very aggravating. Um, I will say Anaheim, actually, probably the only team I think the Hawks didn't have a winning record against. I think... Uh, I think they never beat they never beat them, actually. Yeah, I think Vancouver managed to get five points out of Chicago as well. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, so th- those two teams. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I hope Anaheim gets bounced, because that, that's probably the only team that really worries me uh, as a Chicago fan, but... I do think they'll get past Detroit, like you said, just just too depleted, just not enough there. And Anaheim's been just sort of quietly very good this season, so I got to go that route. I, I could see this ending up like the I think it was the Sharks and Wings last year, where Anaheim jumps out three zero, Detroit wins a couple, but then Anaheim takes Game Six. Yeah, it's just not enough. Yeah, I could definitely see that. JP, where are you going? Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, I root for Anaheim. I mean, both because I think they're the better team and because I don't like Detroit. So, um, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'm not not very high on Detroit myself either. So, um, although if Detroit did make it through, then Chicago would play Detroit in the next round, which would also be awesome, just to kind of end things on for a good rivalry. But we'll see what happens. Uh, then we have Vancouver against San Jose couple of teams yeah. with rapidly closing playoff windows. I think the Sharks window is a little, is almost at the bottom. Yeah, absolutely. I think they like even sort of retooled a little bit this year. Like I, I think they're almost entering that rebuilding phase. Um, they've just, they've been at the top of the league for, for years and getting to the playoffs and just nothing happens for them. Uh, made it to the Western conference finals against the Hawks in 2010 and were swept out and just haven't really made it. Haven't made it past the second round since. Well, they, they made the conference final in, against Vancouver. Actually, is their only pre- previous playoff matchup in 2011. But oh, that's right. The next year they did too. Yeah, yeah that's right. Okay. And Van- Vancouver won. I believe it was in five with yeah. a series that was overshadowed more by some antics of the fans than anything. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. And then same with Vancouver. I mean, it's like they're. They've been there. They, they've won a few President's Trophies. They're always right there, and for some reason, they just can't get it done in the playoffs. Um, I, I, to be honest with you, I'm surprised it hasn't cost uh, Alain Vigneault his job yet. Um, well, I mean, when you get to the when you get to the Stanley Cup Finals, you get you get a bit of a longer leash. But I a, guess so. A, a, the big thing that everyone's worried about in Vancouver is who's going to be in goal. I mean, if when you have a nine million dollar start backup goaltender, there's probably something <laughs> going wrong there. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Which I think I, I I'm kind of leaning towards the idea that maybe they'll just buy him out this summer with the uh, the amnesty clause that is in effect. Um, I mean, it seems like they've tried to trade him, and I think they're not getting anything for him, or they can't find teams that are willing to take on that salary. So I think you just you just buy him out, you you cut your losses, and you let him go. I mean, unless they really think they can get something valuable for him, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I think they were trying to get. Uh... I think that, I think they had a deal. They there was a framework of a deal in place with Toronto that would see Tyler Bozak and I believe a first round pick going the other mm-hmm. way, but Toronto scuttled it. 
Yep. Yeah. That was the big talk, like, yeah, during the lockout. I remember, which, do, do you guys follow Luongo on Twitter? I, yeah. I I pick up his retweets from other members of the uh, oh, of the media. So good. It's so great. But I remember he uh, he took a picture during the lockout of, um, a, like, a shop in Toronto that had made Luongo Maple Leaf jerseys. And next to it was a Van uh, Van Riemsdyk jersey, and he tweeted a picture of it. And he's like, "Man, they can barely even fit his name on the uh, on the back of the jersey there." Just kind of poking fun at the idea that he was going to be traded, and said, like, "Well, well, not directly acknowledging it." And he's always like a good sport. I, I really used to hate Belongo as as a Blackhawks fan. He's sort of enemy number one here for a while, but following him on Twitter has really made me just appreciate how funny he is. Yeah. And, and he's handling it well for as much as like for becoming a backup now when he doesn't want to, and he's like kind of watching these last great years of his career kind of dwindle away because he can't play. But That'll, that'll help him in the trade negotiation or, or signing if he gets released, though, is the fact that he didn't, like, blow up and, and be kind of a jerk about it. Exactly. It seems like he was a really good teammate about it. Sure. He only threatened to, he only faked running over Corey Schneider with a Zamboni. <laughs> in that video, yeah, which was great. Did you see that, JP? No, I did not. It's a really good, yeah, it was, like, produced by, uh, what, TSN, TSN, I guess? TSN, yeah. And, um, yeah, it was this great video about the rivalry between him and Schneider, like, trying to be the, the number one goalie for Vancouver. And they're, like, playing, like, pranks on each other and, like, trying to set each other up so the other guy gets to start and all this stuff. It was really good. Very funny stuff. But uh, I agree. Well, Schneider is apparently hurt. They're saying he's day-to-day. He might not even start the uh, yeah. the series here against San Jose. So it looks like it is going to be Luongo. Yeah, so, Still, um, you got a guy like Luongo coming off the bench. You're, you're a decent show. You know, that's the thing. For as much as it sucks that they're paying $9 million to a guy to sit on the bench, I mean, when Schneider goes down, you have a world-class goalie coming in. The, guy's an Oli- the guy won an Olympic gold medal a couple of yep. years ago. He's Yeah, see, this this is a series that I don't really know what to think. Um, Vancouver should win, but I could see San Jose pulling it out. I really could. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I think San Jose's window is pretty much slammed shut here. I think Vancouver in five. Okay. JP? Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with Donald here. I, I think San Jose is still in the playoffs, but I think they're, they're not what they used to be. I, I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think they can pull this out. Okay. Well, for fun, then, I'm going to say San Jose in seven, and we'll just see what happens. <laughs> we have not picked many upsets in this so far. If you really look back at what we've been picking on these games, basically, um, Toronto, and then you put the San Jose are the only, yeah. are the only people who, like, and not even unanimous, just one person picked the upset. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I mean, more than any other season, this just seems like it's going to be pretty by the numbers, at least the first round here. See, I would have gone the other way. I would have figured the shortened season meant, you know, things could be a little more hectic, and it wasn't as settled as it maybe should be at this point. Yeah, that's true. But I guess now that we've gotten here, like seeing how dominant some teams are, like yeah, Pittsburgh yeah. and Chicago, I mean, like, it's like, just I, hard to. There's going to be no one eight upsets for sure. Yeah, that would be extremely surprising. <laughs> um, and then so the final matchup in the West here, we have the St. Louis Blues against the Los Angeles Kings, four and five. And I really can't tell the difference between these two, honestly. <laughs> there are uh, a lot of similarities between the two. I mean, definitely two teams that. Uh, at least seemingly preach defense first and then sort of capitalize on their uh, their offensive chances. Um, I hate St. Louis, though, so I, like, default have to go with L.A. I really, really hate the Blues. But this is going to be, like, a super physical series. I mean, for no Penguins and Flyers, I think this will probably be the most most physically uh, sort of abusive series of them all. 
the Blues just love to to run at guys and hit guys, and Los Angeles definitely isn't afraid to to follow suit with that. St. Louis has a fair share of pest players, and I th- I remember reading that the last that these two teams have met three times in the playoffs, and all three series have ended in sweeps, including last year. But I don't. I think this one either. I'm still tossing it up, but it, this is still going seven either way. Yeah, I can see that. I think it's going to be a long, drawn-out, really hard-fought series. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how what happens, because St. Louis apparently is putting their faith in Brian Elliott, um, the same Brian Elliott who last year collapsed in the playoffs and couldn't even give the Blues a chance to win. Yeah, my best best line about I've heard about this series is from uh, Down Goes Brown, Sean McIndoe. He said, that mysterious switch in the St. Louis dressing room is what turns make, is switches between Brian Elliott, awesome goaltender, and Brian Elliott. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, last year especially, I mean, he had the, he was a great in that tandem with him and Halak, and he seemed like he was just going to be this elite goaltender. And then the playoffs came around, and Halak got hurt, and he came in, and he just couldn't stop anything. I mean, he was really atrocious in that L.A. series. And then this year, Halak gets hurt, he comes in, and Elliott is really terrible for the first part of the season. I mean, just below 900 save percentage, like goals against average over three. I mean, really bad, so much so that they – Called up a guy from the AHL and he was playing over Elliot. Uh, Jake Allen, I think, was his name. Yeah. And then um, Halak comes back for a little bit, leaves again. They give Elliot another chance, and then all of a sudden he he's very good to close out the season and gets him up to the fourth seed, uh, where they were like kind of floundering around near the eighth seed like two weeks ago. But I think he's going to come back down to earth, and I he's just nothing compared to Quick. So I, I think I, I lean towards LA in this, but I, I do agree. I think it's going to be a, a deep series. It's not going to be a sweep this time. Yeah. I... I th- I think based just based on I can trust LA's goaltending. I'm not sure if I can trust a rookie and Brian Elliott. Mm-hmm. That I'm probably gonna I'll I'll lock in the Kings in seven. Okay, JP. Yeah, I mean like that that sounds good to me. I mean the Kings, you know, the, the goaltending. Like, like as I've said a couple times here, the goaltending is king. But <laughs> goaltending, goaltending is is what you need in the playoffs, and 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 St. Louis just um all right cool well yeah thanks guys for being here this is fun maybe we'll come back and do it for the second round and third round and so on yeah. um see how things go yeah. forward to it go back and do it in the morning do the draft for my flyers you know? <laughs> we'll do a draft podcast i already feel like there's probably two people who are actually listening to this right now if like if we do a draft podcast those two people won't even listen <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think one of the people who's listening is Billy, and he's going to have me banned from NWR now. <laughs> no, see, if you're still listening to this, post in the talkback thread so we actually know people made it to the end. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, we should just, like, leave, like, a clue word. And, like, all I want is for you to talk thread, put pickles. In the talkback thread, put pickles if you've made it this far. Don't say anything else, <laughs> just put pickles. I mean, if you want to talk hockey, you could post hockey in a different post, but just post yeah, pickles. It's a different post. It has to be a different post. <laughs> But I, I want to see. This is a good test. This is great. Good idea, JP. <laughs> All right. Well, that will do it. Uh, JP, Donald, thank you for being here. That was fun. Great to be here. A lot of fun. Can't wait to watch some games tomorrow and uh, just see what happens. So, um, yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. later. See you.
Hasn't that always been the problem with Philadelphia goaltenders, though? I mean, everybody from Leighton down to Bobrovsky! 